Welcome to another edition of the Wave Troubleshooters Behind the Investigation podcast. Along with Natalia Martinez, I'm John Boll. And this time, we're going to focus on Natalia's latest investigation of the Nowhere Bar which was fascinating. So uh, as we always do, we tell you what led up to this, then we take you through some of the uh, challenges and some of the uh, successes in our investigation. So Natalia, let's start off with uh, how you heard about this, how you got on the trail of this story. Mm -hmm. Well, the story is about this bar, very popular bar in the Highlands, in the heart of the Highlands. It's called Nowhere Bar, and it's been around for a couple of years. Well, I'd gotten a tip um, from someone in law enforcement telling me that I needed to look into the large number of reports of people being drugged, um, and they all had one thing in common, Nowhere Bar. Either they began the night at Nowhere Bar, they mentioned we I was at Nowhere Bar, started feeling sick, um, and so... What I, time frame? This is party last time. Couple, no, last couple years, though? Oh, yes. So okay. we're talking about the, in the last three years. Okay. Um, and so for comparison, this bar, I found, had 15 complaints in three years related to either sexual assault or people thinking that they were drugged while they were out partying. And just for context, uh, 15 is three times the amount that other bars um, get reported on. It was jaw-dropping when you when you dropped that stat. But the most memorable part of the story was one specific case. It's heartbreaking. Um, we met Corey Shelton, who his stepfather owns Nowhere Bar, um, well-known in the community, and he came to visit his former stepfather. Um, their parents were divorced, and his life he says changed forever. So I'm going to play you a clip of what Corey told us um, so you can hear it himself. Violently, violently ill, and then the next moment he's right there, just like, you know, you're going to be okay, you're going to be fine. I, I froze. I didn't, um, I didn't fight, and I, I'm, I'm a little ashamed of that. I just didn't know what to do, and I, I just realized in the moment, you know, everything was changing. He was my dad. So that was Corey and his claim to police is that after a night out with his former stepfather, they came back. He started feeling ill, like he uh, just said. And um, his comforting, uh, his stepfather's comforting, his name is David Mattingly, changed, started changing. Um, and he didn't know what was happening. The more time went on, the uh, more consciousness he says he lost. Um, it's not until several hours later that he tells police he wakes up and feels pain and immediately realizes um, that he'd been sexually assaulted. So then what did he do? He went to the hospital. Um, he tried to do everything right. Um, and this is all what he told police, of course. And so... A couple of days later, David Mattingly gets arrested by LMPD, and he's charged with sexual assault, and he's charged with sodomy. Um, in the meantime, Corey will tell you, while he was at the hospital, um, he felt violated at the time. He was in a lot of trauma, shock, and they put him in the same room as somebody else who he happened to know, and there's just a sheet, and they wanted to perform a rape kit. 
and he was insistent upon, I need, I, I, I can't have, it's so traumatic right now that I can't have anybody touching me, let alone doing that in the same room as somebody else. Can you please put me in a single room? And they kept telling him, we don't, we don't have space for that. We don't have a room for that. So he refused the rape kit. Um, they did take blood. Um, but here's the thing. They took the blood samples. Um, they arrest David Mattingly, charge him, and then everything comes to a halt. So as of this moment, and, and even to the moment that we did this story a couple of days ago, David Mattingly still has not been indicted. He's only been charged. The case has not been presented to a grand jury. And uh, Corey will tell you that the Commonwealth Attorney's Office dropped the ball, that they do not for whatever reason, want to present this case to the grand jury. Um, he's very frustrated. The Commonwealth Attorney's Office uh, is waiting for the blood work to come back. Uh, one other detail, Corey does go back home to Utah where he lives. He has to go back to the hospital because he's having medical issues. And at that point then, they do perform a rape kit, but this is five days after the assault allegedly happened. Um, I mean, we know in the court of law that's any attorney, that's, that's too a, long. Right, it's a ground ball. Right. Um, you can't prove anything at that point. So let's talk more about his, uh, uh, the other side of the case. You interviewed uh, his attorney. His attorney. Okay, so now let me play you um, a portion of what his attorney said. It has been horrible um, psychologically, uh, financially, when this hit the newspaper or the TV media. Um, there was a tremendous economic loss at the bar. His attorney insists it did not happen, that for some reason Corey is making all this up. He doesn't know. Maybe it's because of um, the estranged relationship between his, uh, between his mother and David Mattingly. Um, but they insist that David is absolutely innocent. Um, but, you know, the alleged assault happened in September of 2022. We're almost at one year after, and the blood work is still not back. Wow. And so LMPD... What could the reason for that be? Well, um, funny you should ask. <laughs> um, so LMPD said, how can this happen? In the meantime, this, this alleged victim is, you know, waiting on this. The Commonwealth is not... The Commonwealth Attorney's Office isn't moving forward without this. Um, he can't even begin his healing process, he says. So LMPD says that the lab that they used to use, the state lab, the average return time was 18 months. Okay, we did a whole bunch of stories over the last five years about the, the rape kit turnarounds mm -hmm. and state lab turnarounds. And I thought we reported things were supposed to get better. Well, supposed to. Um, but it... Maybe with the rape kits they did because that's more specific. We reported you know? that they claimed they did. Well, the blood work, they have not ca caught up. And so so there was so much frustration from LMPD um, that the detectives went to council members to ask for money to send lab work to the blood work to another lab so that it could come back quicker. Um, and that's where we're at. We expect those blood results to come back in a couple of weeks now. Let's hope that it's not longer Whole than that. Whole case hinges on the blood work, or is there a chance 
that could be an indictment well, without it? Um, so there's a lot of evidence that also goes along with this case that police have collected. Um, and there's also, and here's the part where Corey's really frustrated with the Commonwealth Attorney's prosecutor. If they had presented this case in front of the grand jury, they could have brought people in and questioned them under oath. Bartenders who work there, other staff who works there, yeah. and they could have gotten more information that way, and potentially um, the case could have moved forward at that point. And it is a jury, right? So they get to decide whether or not to indict this guy or if they think he's innocent. Uh, but that hasn't happened. Interestingly enough, though, so that's one case, and yet uh, almost a year ago, and yet the complaints keep coming mm -hmm. of other people and other alleged perpetrators. It is so hard to convict someone. And by the way, out of those 15, there's been no convictions. Um, but it is such a, a problem that is so well-crafted for bad guys. So 12 hours, 12 hours, that's all you have if you believe you've been drugged to get to the hospital and get blood done because after 12 hours, that stuff is gone. It's out of your system. So they recommend 12 hours, try to get to the hospital right away. Don't change your clothes. Don't brush your teeth. Don't take a shower. Try to preserve as much possible evidence as possible. Wow. And then you're talking about credibility, right? Because these people have probably been out having a good time. Um, and you don't know who the person is who no, allegedly drugged you. No, and how are you really going to even remember, right? Because you've been out probably having a couple of drinks, and next thing you know, you wake up hours later, you, you realize that you've been violated, then what do you do? You know, you, right. would you, go, would you try to piece together a drunk night. Um, that's not going to happen, or, you know, it, it's a really difficult thing to prosecute, and um, and detectives are really frustrated about it. You probably don't have an answer to this, but I can just tell you, um, watching your piece, kind of from an objective viewer standpoint, the biggest question in my mind was, why all these alleged cases at one bar? Is it like known as the place to go if you want to pull this off? Well, um, you heard the attorney there saying that the business did take a hit. Um, I think that there has been tangible backlash um, and I think that it's it's known throughout the local community. Um, uh, these allegations are well known, um, but it is a question: um, what, why, why one bar named over and over and over again? Um, now, David Mattingly um, did get off-duty police. Um, which detectives will t have told me they haven't seen there lately. Um, and he started passing out these date rape drugs, uh, cards, like what to do, you know, how to avoid being okay. drugged. But, you know, that was only because, well, I can't say only, but I will say that was a negotiated term um, or requirement between David Mattingly and ABC, who regulates you know alcohol licenses, right. in order for him to stay open. Right. He had, I found a number, aside from all the complaints and, and emails from detectives saying, another report, another report, another report. You can feel the frustration from the detectives. Aside from all of that, I went to ABC and I pulled the city's files. Let me see what the city knows. They had an enormous file too. Citations, fines, warnings that they were going to be shut down because of all these problems. And he said, okay, okay, I'll put off duty and I'll pass out these cards. ABC said okay, 
But here we are, um, ABC recently told me that they too are waiting on the results of this blood work to go forward or not go forward. And again though, almost staggeringly, you said zero prosecutions <laughs> out of these 15 or so cases. Zero prosecution. Um, the follow-up to this story is, is talking to a sex crimes detective who has been um, with LMPD in that unit for more than 10 years. Um, and she will tell you, um, it is e extremely difficult to get people to actually go through with coming forward. Right. Um, and the preservation of the evidence, Corey um, told us, and it was in the story, um, he said, the system is not set up to react to rape victims that come in after a night out and he, he got the impression that the system is just so overwhelmed with everything it's trying to accomplish, he said, that it will eat you up and spit you right back wow. out. Well, it's a mystery. It's, um, it's head-scratching, and it's important. And I know you'll stay on the story with many more follow-ups to come. We thank you for watching another edition of Behind the Investigations here with the Wave Troubleshooters. Remember, uh, go to our website, send us in a tip. We get multiple every day, especially if you have something you want to chime in with on this subject. But for now, for Natalia Martinez, I'm John Bull. Thank you for watching the Troubleshooters. Have a great day.